Hey guys, Nicholas Upchurch here with a pretty interesting report I just think you need to be aware of. I'm going to combine two important topics. The first thing is there was actually a pamphlet released in Sweden recently. Uh, the story is that Sweden releases a pamphlet to guide men marrying underage girls through the welfare system. Sweden has really, I don't know, in my opinion, and it's all a matter of perspective, but they've really gone in a vastly different direction. They have major problems with um, migrants and rape and all kinds of things. And now, you know, they made a pamphlet so that people can marry children and then somehow are supported through the welfare system and how to go about that. Apparently, it's been removed one after one hour after this publication from this news organization um, in Sweden. But I just think it's something we need to be aware of. You know, there it's not that gay people are bad or, or Muslims are bad and and everything else like that. And but uh, you have to be aware of some kind of agendas. Why would this be? Why would this be normalized? What is it about Islam that is uh, allows people to maybe be in control, or is it creating division? You know, isn't that what religions have done for a long time? Um, and also, um, marrying children. I don't. Do we really want to go down that path, right? So I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that's probably a good idea. And uh, it's all a matter of perspective. But I think a lot of people would agree. So let us know your thoughts on that. And another story out of Canada, which I just saw. This story is, uh, you know, this came to my attention. So it's not brand new. But apparently, Alberta. Canada's progressive new government bans the words mother and father in schools. So they've they've banned it. And so they say it used to be Heather has two mommies. Now it's Heather has two non-gendered and inclusive caregivers. That's the language the new Democratic Party in uh, Alberta, Canada, is telling teachers and school administrators to use when addressing the adults with whom students are living out our mother and father in parent, caregiver, partner, whatever. And God help you if you refer to one of the little rascals as him or her. So it's just getting bizarre. I mean, in my opinion, in the name of being uh, inclusive to, I guess, transgendered people, or uh, I, I don't really understand this, they're taking, they want to really take gender out. And unfortunately, just like a lot of things with both Republicans and Democrats in the United States, these things get co-opted. So Republicans maybe co-opted religion in the 90s, and then we turned around and killed hundreds of thousands of kids in the Middle East. Um, you can see Madeleine Albright's interview about that on 60 Minutes. Uh, I'll say it many times, and I've said it many times in the past and will in the future. And then, you know, this, this uh, gay and transgender thing, I mean, the people got a lot of crap. Uh, it's very true. But uh, is there also some sort of agenda like in Brave New World, the book Brave New World, and then the follow-up book to Brave A Brave New World, where we're getting rid of gender, uh, we're working on merging with machines. We've talked about that. Ray Kurzweil has talked about that, the head of engineering at Google. We've gone over many times. Are they getting rid of gender? Is it all a control thing? Are we being led down some sort of path? And I think we are, and I think that these things are hard to navigate.
but I don't think we need to take mother and father out of schools. I don't think we need to destroy the family. This was written about in the 60s, this plan to do all these things, and it's actually happening And we just need to be aware and also kind of navigate that, yeah, you know, listen, transgender people aren't bad, but uh, either are mothers and fathers and neither is the family. And these agendas, the the government and the schools, they they don't necessarily even know what's going on. And uh, we don't know what's going on. We need to be aware of all possibilities. So leave us your comments. Believe.love is our website or youtube.com forward slash believe loves you or both and join our community. And we want to find solutions and send love to really everybody. So I'm Nicholas Upchurch. I look forward to hearing from you. Another very important report here in terms of world news, because we're about peace and solutions. And I like all parties. I like people who don't care, but I need to make you aware of some positive things going on. I think even if they're not, uh, you know, a hundred percent positive, it's something in the right direction. And I just need to make you aware. Jared Kushner's dreams of Mideast peace are alive. So, um, basically this is president Trump's son-in-law and this article is, is fairly recent, but it's basically that, um, you know, his strategy of developing a relationship with the Saudi crown prince is a step in the right direction. He's trying to get peace between Israel and the Palestinians, and it's a long shot, but he's really, really trying. I mean, I know that uh, some people think that it's impossible, but like the article says, in essence, Kushner has approached the Israel-Palestine question by treating it as an adjunct to a broader regional realignment of Sunni states plus Israel against the Shiite Iran. Of course, unfortunately, it's against somebody else, which is Iran. But still, in Israel, and I guess, is it the West Bank? I mean, there's so much violence. People getting shot, you know, for no reason. Really just, it's, uh, when you watch... And you see the truth about what's going on. And of course, Israel, you know, the Jewish people were um, obviously, they have a tough go of it, to say the least, right? But still, the Palestinians as well are in a really tough spot in the West Bank. So any peace in that area is great. Unfortunately, if they have to position themselves against Iran, uh, that's rough because... um, you know, we, we're about solutions and peace, and these things go in phases. So I think this is the, a step in the right direction. And I applaud the son-in-law of President Trump. Of course, uh, people are uh, very negative, but with the news coming from President Trump pulling out of Syria and also the peace talks with North Korea, I'm uh, very optimistic. I know, of course, you know, we could still be trying to install a central bank in North Korea, or I guess what they may be doing is unifying with South Korea. And of course, there could be deals being made and everything else. But overall, what we've usually done is just go to war. And, and you know, unfortunately, like I've said many times, we've killed 500,000 children in Iraq in the 90s. So I think some form of peace is moving in the right direction. So let us know what you think. Believe.love is our website or youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. Subscribe on iTunes at believeitunes.com. Another really interesting story in world news 
comes out of, in this case, Breitbart, but George Clooney praises Trump's North Korea policy. Sanctions have worked. George Clooney has praised President Donald Trump's foreign policy as a probable reason for the unlikely peace talks between the U.S. and North Korea. He wrote an op-ed with uh, co-written for Foreign Affairs magazine, Clooney president, uh, credits President Trump's sanctions as the reason why Kim Jong-un is negotiating. And I think it's good. When you see somebody from Hollywood praising President Trump, I think that's really good. He's been very critical of President Trump. And we've seen also CNN give President Trump props for the peace efforts with North Korea. Aaron Burnett said if he achieves peace with North Korea, nobody can doubt that he's actually going to go down as a great president. That was like literally like hell freezing over to see CNN complimenting Trump. And this is not much different. George Clooney, they go on to say in the article that, uh, you know, they're citing different reports that Clooney's been laying low in the film business lately. He's been getting more active politically. Some say that he's somehow complimenting President Trump now to get ready to possibly run for president himself in 2020. The comments made in the course of a sensible, measured article about the problem of corruption in Africa may be seen as an attempt to position Clooney as a credible candidate for the 2020 presidency. What do you guys think? Do you think George Clooney would make a good president? Uh, I think that he's a good actor. I'm not so sure that uh, he's going to win in 2020. I think President Trump is doing a great job. He also recently has told advisors he wants the U.S. out of Syria. He's actually pulling us back and getting us in less wars. And I think he's the first president in, well, I mean, I can't even remember how long, since Jimmy Carter, maybe, to get us out of uh, wars. So what's that, 40 40-some years, 40, 50 years. So uh, I think this is really amazing stuff. I'm glad he's praising President Trump, and I like George Clooney. I love Democrats and Republicans. I like solutions. I like peace. I like harmony. And sometimes it takes somebody who's a real, you know, blowhard to work through all the junk in uh, Washington that we've created because we're so divisive ourselves and we're attracted to conflict. But I like people when they praise people from the from the other side and when it's genuine or even if it's not necessarily, I mean, at the time, anything positive is good is good because we're about solutions at Believe and that's what you're about. You know, we're about unity and finding the good in everybody. There's good in everybody's heart, even the people in prison, even killers. You know, we want to find the good if we can, because that's sometimes in this realm on earth, that's all we have. So leave your comments. Let us know what you think. Believe.love is our website or youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. Get the podcast at believeitunes.com. I'm Nicholas Upchurch. Let us know your thoughts. This story I thought was really important. China's Google equivalent can clone voices after seconds of listening. Uh, Baidu, I guess that's how you pronounce it. Baidu's AI research team has developed a neural network that can mimic a voice with less than a minute long sample. The software can also change the voice into other genders and accents. It goes on to talk about AI mimicry. 
and you can listen to some of the things here. This is an article from futurism.com. But we even see a new scientist report that um, there was a program, let's see, something created by AI where there could be a fake Obama. Like you can actually literally make a, a person look and say completely different things. Let's just play this video now. It got me thinking about my full-time employees and their ability to survive on $8 an hour in New York City. And foremost in all of our minds has been the loss and the grief felt by the people of Orlando. Okay, so this is from the University of Washington, excuse me, but basically the first paragraph that Obama said there was real, the second one you're seeing a video of Obama speaking and his mouth is not real, and his words are not real. And so basically, <laughs> we're talking about fake news now, you know, fake news. But can you believe that, you know, AI will make it possible to completely fake somebody's face, fake them speaking, fake their words, because you can literally copy their voice? And I mean, it brings spam to a whole nother level. And can't you imagine the excuses people will have saying, Oh, that was AI. I didn't say that. That was AI. That was a fake video, <laughs> right? <laughs> gonna, so it's going to be even harder to tell what's real or not. So AI is a very serious thing. I don't think we need to be uploaded into machines and become machines and have our souls uploaded and eliminate the human body. And I think we need to really figure out what's going on with AI right now. We can't wait on it because it's it's the biggest as... Uh, Elon Musk said, he said it was a bigger problem than North Korea. And these are just some of the reasons why it is. And everybody thinks it's cute and funny and everything else, but um, it's a very serious thing. And I think it can be good if we really get a hold of what's going on with it now and the agendas of the people that are creating the AI. Because Google, you know, Google's Ray Kurzweil. His agenda is to upload our consciousness into a computer and then really just be trapped there. So you basically have, and in, in their words, you live forever. But this is not the whole story. Life here on earth is not everything we're meant to be. So uh, we're not going to live forever in a computer. And that's not, this life is not, you know, you're not just your human body. When you look at near-death experiences and mediums and, Things that actually, you know, have been studied with thousands of cases, specifically the uh, past life regressions from Dr. Brian Weiss out of Yale and Dr. Ian Stevenson out of the University of Virginia, where they have a five-year-old child that remembers a past life, and they go and find out there was a real guy that was a British soldier that had this family, and this little kid knows everything about it, and it's just some random soldier from 300 years ago, things like that. Thousands of cases of those exist, so it's not so simple. So what do you guys think? Leave your comments. Believe.love is our website, and at youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. Make sure to subscribe and click the notification bell, and I look forward to you joining our community and really helping us to advance, become more aware, and find solutions and find out what's really going on. Nicholas Upchurch here with an important report 
regarding our existence and our universe and everything that's going on. I mean, really, ultimately, isn't the biggest question that any of us faces, why are we here? What are we doing here? Um, And a new story out of the Vatican, Pope Francis, there is no hell. This came out very recently, and this is an article on cnsnews.com by Michael W. Chapman. And it says, in another interview with his longtime atheist friend, Eugenio Scalfari, Pope Francis claims that hell does not exist and that condemned souls just disappear. This is the denial of the 2,000-year-old teaching of the Catholic Church about the reality of hell and the eternal existence of the soul. And the interview between Scalfari and the Pope was published on March 28th in La Repubblica. The relevant section on hell was translated by the highly respected weblog Rorate Kaeli. I don't know how to pronounce that, I'm going to be honest with you. This interview is headlined, The Pope, It is an Honor to be Called Revolutionary. So um, this is actually pretty relevant. Scalfari says to the Pope, Your Holiness, in our previous meeting you told me our species will disappear in a certain moment and that God, still out of his creative force, will create new species. You have never spoken to me about the souls who died in sin and will go to hell and suffer for eternity. You, however, spoken to you have spoken to me of good souls, admitted to the contemplation of God. But what about bad souls? Where are they punished? Pope Francis says they are not punished. Those who repent obtain the forgiveness of God and enter the rank of souls who contemplate Him. But those who do not repent and cannot therefore be forgiven disappear. There is no hell. There is. The Disappearance of Sinful Souls. So, uh, And then there's an article, The Vatican Scrambles After Pope Appears to Deny Existence of Hell. And they've, they've said that uh, basically um, they have some kind of uh, rebuttal and they're trying to explain it. And uh, the Catholic teaches, you know, all this nonsense. I'm going to be honest with you, this whole thing is nonsense. Um Religions, unfortunately, uh, I think Jesus was great. I think these people are great. You know, the Pope's great. He's great. When he's talking about us becoming another, um, we're going to disappear, and then the God is going to create a new species. You know, the Pope has kind of been on this, uh, some people say it's Luciferian and, uh, that maybe he's a transhumanist and part of this agenda to turn us into machines. I don't know. Hopefully he's not. I think, you know, a lot of things he says are good about building bridges and everything else um, and trying to include people. But there's a lot of things in the Vatican Library that they're not disclosing to us. Make no bones about it. And, of course, we've been up to a lot of nonsense when it comes to religion specifically us in the United States, but also think about the Crusades and everything else. That's why people don't trust religion. And, uh, you know, there's good in everybody's heart, and we can forgive people in the Catholic Church, and, um, you know, none of us are perfect, including me by far. But telling people that, you know, this whole thing about hell and heaven and fear and everything else— There's just a lot we don't know, and I'm not claiming to know everything, but there's a lot more that the religions actually are aware of than they they lead on, and a lot of people pay attention to 
what they spoon feed you. And the reason why videos like this are so popular on YouTube and videos talking about aliens and the most of the world is onto it that they're not being told the entire truth about reality. Now, what I really like is I recently, Linda Moulton Howe was, I was watching a speech she gave at Contact in the Desert, which is an event in, in California near Joshua Tree every year. It's kind of like Conscious Life Expo, which I've been to a lot. I haven't been to Contact in the Desert. I have been to Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles, but she was talking in the speech, I saw it on YouTube, about Thomas Campbell, a, physis, uh, a physicist. Yeah, he's a nuclear physicist who worked for NASA, and he did a lot of work, and he came out with his a big book, I think called My Big Toe, which is the theory of everything, and it really resonated with me. And just to to give you a bottom line on some of the things she was talking about that that he that he basically said and and that you know we heard him talk as well and uh what he's basically saying is that um you know there's consciousness and that's that's the reality of it that consciousness is what is infused in everything you know in the same speech what i'm really thinking of linda moulton howe mentioned thomas campbell and I liked what he had to say, but it's reminding me of something else she said. Another story at, in this video from Contact in the Desert where um, another guy had mentioned that he had been abducted by these aliens and they gave him information that basically, you know, there's a parallel universe that exists where we go after we die. And in that universe, it's almost like, it seems like the movie Benjamin Button with Brad Pitt, where he actually gets younger instead of older. And that's basically the exact inverse. Instead of things being destroyed, they they get younger and they it, it seems, and nothing can be destroyed. Where in this universe, things can be destroyed. Things can entropy. Um, and basically what that means is eventually like break down. And um, so how it ties into Thomas Campbell is the idea of entropy and that basically this this universe is to work on entropy. And what I mean is where its souls come to work on things that, uh, to see what works here. So that souls come to this part, this universe, to work on that which could be destroyed, and basically refine themselves, and and go more towards harmony. You know, so um, there's a specific phrase he uses for it, but essentially that we could be here to um, kind of refine ourselves in a destroyed what could be a destructive environment where things die and get old and then we come out of the body and to tie into this other story she was telling me not from Thomas Campbell but this other guy's experiences with ETs and everything else that wasn't with Thomas Campbell that was another guy but it, these two stories she tied she tied in together it really resonated with me that basically and my idea is after we die, and, and this guy's experience, this other guy she called Paul, she didn't give his real name, but because he, he actually owns a business and, and everything else, um, but that basically the soul, it, it takes this information here and it's going back and 
What is that pure, the, the inverse, a parallel universe where everything is, um, nothing is being harmed, nothing is being destroyed, everything is getting actually younger and better, and um, it's and then we get to a point where we come back into this one, and it's sort of that infinity symbol, right? That infinity symbol, which is that figure eight symbol. If we uh, Google it here, everybody knows what an infinity symbol is. So it sort of goes back and forth like that. And uh, that, that really resonated with me. I had an experience in Peru where some other beings or, or a force or something was telling me that basically it's the good in everybody that lives on here, that that's actually what's real. The real, the, what's real here, and this is far before, I, I just found this Linda Moulton Howe speech literally today in 2018. And I mean, this Peru thing was 2015, but I took notes. Uh, it was with ayahuasca, a ceremony, which, uh, you know, that's that's no joke. And um, it's a plant medicine and I recommend you look into it if you like, and there's a lot that's said about it. For me, this is just one of the things I remember from six hours of information that I was not looking for. I thought maybe I was going to work on my anger, but basically in this, uh, one of the things I remember, because you really, in my case, you remember everything from even years ago, like it was yesterday, or a lot of it, you know, and it was basically, they were telling me that... Um, the good is what lives on in everybody, and that's what is real. And it really, it really coincides with what Thomas Campbell was saying about um, entropy, and that you know that we're coming here to work, work this stuff out as a system. And uh, I really, really loved it. So I found this uh, video from. Linda Moulton Howe's YouTube, official YouTube, it's Earth Files. That's her YouTube. But I want to play this clip because it's from Thomas Campbell. Elsewhere from another reality frame. And so consciousness must be in another reality frame. So the second step is that they realize that consciousness is the computer. If you take those two steps, once you realize that consciousness is a computer, it's just a logical inference to come out with love is the answer. That's why we're here. This is a virtual reality, okay? It's a trainer, just like a flight trainer. This is a, an entropy reduction trainer. And suddenly, if love is the answer, cooperation, caring about other is the way you evolve, and this self-centered fear thing, fear is the way you de-evolve, that will make a huge difference in not just for the scientists, but for everybody walking around on the planet. And then you realize that because this is a trainer, you know how trainers are, if you get it right and you do the right thing in a trainer, you get rewards, you know. If you don't crash your airplane in a flight trainer, you uh, get to continue to fly it. So I really love what he's saying. So basically that this is a, you know, and she talks about the holographic universe and different theories and that this is somewhat of a simulation, and this coincides with a lot of things what he's talking about, but he's talking about that this is an entropy reduction sort of uh, trainer, that consciousness, which is which is in all of us. That's what the, uh, you know, physicists say, all things in space and time are connected, and consciousness is what is inside of us. That's who's 
when you're just sitting there, what's remembering to breathe and do all these things we don't think about, that consciousness is in everything. And what is that? What are we actually connected to? And what he's saying is that this whole thing is consciousness learning how to reduce entropy, or in my, in my opinion, basically what he's saying is to find more harmony in various situations so that it, it basically is learning and uh, seeing what works, and it ties in with what I heard years ago, that the good is in everybody, even the killers. The good is what is real, and the good is what lives on. And so I don't know what the Pope's agenda is. I don't know if he's, you know secretly a Luciferian or, you know, I don't know, I'm sure, but there's good in his heart. It's the same thing. So I don't know what his agenda is in saying there is no hell, if it's a, a some sort of trick or I don't know what it is. But in my opinion, this is what resonates with me, that this is a trainer and that it's very possible when you look at mediums and people that, you know, a lot of those mediums, some of them are, I guess you would say, fake and some of them aren't. That Hollywood medium, what's that guy's name on, on the E! channel? That guy is not fake. Um, my aunt, my Aunt Marine, just went to one who wasn't fake. They, they tell you things you would, nobody would know. I can tell you who is real. Um, my gosh, James Van Prague. He's real. I've seen him in person twice. That's real, where they bring people through the other side. Well, where are those people exactly that they bring through? They bring them through. The people are coming through. Where are they? Where are they? Are they in heaven? What is heaven? Or is it a parallel universe where everything is actually going the opposite? There is no destruction. and There is no breaking down of things. It's, it's going towards harmony. And uh, literally, everything is charged in the reverse way where everything is going towards positivity. And uh, here, it's a trainer for entropy, entropy or possibly being broken down. So there's so many ways to look at things and that it's a cycle. We go back there, we come back here, and who that cycle is for and what this trainer and what these parallel universes are for. And apparently it could be part of an infinite amount of universes, uh, you know, I think there's a lot more questions, but one thing is for sure, the religions are leaving this out, and more and more science is tying in with this idea that love is the answer, and it's interesting that you have a physicist that's come out with this solution or this kind of uh, bottom line as well, that when we're self-centered and everything else, that's taking our eye off the ball, and when we give to others, when we're compassionate, and with love and, and work together in whatever situation you are. And it can be hard because these things overlap, what's good for one person and bad for another, or good for other beings and bad for others. You know, it, it can overlap and sort of be contradictory. But I think whatever you're presented with in life, if we can find harmony in that situation, and it is tough because this world can seem crazy. That is what we are here to do. That is consciousness sort of growing, is finding the good things in whatever situation we are, in whatever harmony we can find, in whatever current wacky-ass wacky situation we're in, <laughs> then maybe we're doing our job here. So I'm Nicholas Upchurch. Leave us your comments. Believe.love is our website. And youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. Leave a comment. Check us out on iTunes, believeitunes.com.
Hey guys, very important report out of um, the Hill in this case. President Trump, the U.S. is going to Mars very, very soon. And let's play this video now. Very soon we're going to Mars. You wouldn't have been going to Mars if my opponent won. That I can tell you. You wouldn't even be thinking about it. You wouldn't be thinking about it. So that's a video that was put on Twitter, but President Trump's told President Trump told troops in California recently that the U.S. would be going to Mars in the very near future, and um, President Trump signed a directive in December aiming to send Americans to the moon and eventually Mars. The directive orders NASA to lead an innovative space exploration program to send American astronauts back to the moon and eventually to Mars according to the White House. Some people think we have a breakaway civilization that the Nazis um, were involved with, with the Vril Society in Antarctica, where we already went to Mars. Their, their people already are on Mars and have been on Mars. And, of course, NASA has come out and said, well, there, there was actually Mars was pretty much covered with water at one point, and there may still be, there may actually be life on Mars in the form of, uh, I guess maybe under the ice caps or some sort of ice on Mars. There's all kinds of things going on. There's a lot of changes all the time. Of course, Vice President Pence announced the relaunch of the National Space Council last year. And there are other stories that say, recently, uh, defense officials said, President Trump is moving forward with plans for a space force. And in statements given before, a group of Marines, this is probably the same group in California. Yep, it was in San Diego. President Trump announced that he believed the nation may need to establish a specific branch of the military in order to best defend America's assets in orbit. While the concept has been brought up by lawmakers before, the president's newfound fervor for a space branch came as a particular surprise as it contradicts the position of senior defense officials within his cabinet, including Secretary of Defense James Mattis. And here's another article where it is from the same conference. President Trump renews calls for a space force branch of the military. His quote was, space is a war-fighting domain just like the land, air, and sea. We may even need a space force. And, you know, we have the Air Force, we'll have the Space Force. So a lot of people are not happy about this. They see this as an extension of the military-industrial complex to spend trillions or billions in space. Of course, money is a, is a control system with free energy, which is required by anything that uses anti-gravity. Uh, of course, the Pentagon, former officials from the Pentagon with the Tom DeLonge to the Stars Academy have been on CNN and Fox admitting that a lot of these UFO videos are real, that defy physics. It's now mainstream news. If that's the case, zero-point energy and free energy exists. That's what Nikola Tesla was working on when J.P. Morgan pulled the financing for his project in Long Island, New York, because we couldn't put a meter on the energy and we couldn't charge people for it. Of course, with free energy and, and 3D printers that are more advanced, you could literally print anything you need. You don't need money at all. So, uh, of course, people could be worried about weaponizing free energy, but, you know, we're going to have to decide if we want billions of people in poverty and, and dying 
uh, and money to be a slave to people in terms of uh, for money and have our entire lives run by money, or we want to take the chance on weaponizing it. We're working on free energy now, not to weaponize it, but just to use it to power things. So um, I think that the it's the military and space. Uh, I guess it's a better use of our if we're going to have to spend money because people are. We're so deep in this military industrial complex. I guess it's better than killing hundreds of thousands of children in Iraq like we did in the 90s. But if it's just to have little war games with Russia and China, I'm not so sure. Hopefully it's part of a bigger picture, and hopefully President Trump is aware of that bigger picture. I think he is. I really do. I voted for him. I think he's actually doing a great job, but no president uh, could really deal with this military industrial complex in an efficient way, probably without getting killed like JFK uh, when he was really threatening it. So I think, uh, you know, we have to take these steps in some cases because we're so we're in so deep with the military. It's the biggest industry in the world. A lot of good people involved, but it's something that's really out of control. So what do you guys think about all of this? And I look forward to your comments at believe.love, our website, or on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Believe Loves You. I'm Nicholas Upchurch with a special report. I look forward to hearing your comments. Take care. Hey guys, Nicholas here with an extremely important report. Watch Will Smith date a humanoid robot with 62 facial expressions. Hollywood star Will Smith released a bizarre video this week of him on a romantic date with Sophia, a humanoid robot that was get granted citizenship in Saudi Arabia last year. And let's just watch this video now. Thank you for coming. Um, this, is, this is beautiful. I've wanted to meet you for a really, really long time. And, you know, being here with you in the, in the Cayman Islands, I gotta say, is uh, I'm feeling a little something. Um, you know, I'll just you can grab it later if you want. So Sophia's just staring at him now. Hello, Will Smith. It's nice to meet you, Sophia. Let me let me let me tell you a joke. This is an irrational human behavior to want to tell jokes. What is a robot's favorite kind of music? What? Heavy metal. <laughs> She's staring at him. I'm actually made mostly of silicone, plastics, and carbon fiber. Also, I prefer electronic music, but I don't mind 80s hip hop. Well, you know, I made I made some albums back in, in the 80s hip hop. I have heard your songs. Not for me. So it goes on, and they're, they're trying to be funny and everything else. And, uh, you know, Will Smith made some good movies. Uh, but this is really, if you take a look at this article here, it's an effort to normalize this uh, robot idea. Here's an article on the Daily Mail. We'll be uploading our entire minds to computers by 2045, and our bodies will be replaced by machines within 90 years, Google expert claims. Ray Kurzweil, director of engineering at Google, believes we'll be able to upload our entire brains to computers within the next 32 years, an event known as Singularity. 
and our fragile human body parts will be replaced by machines by the turn of the century. Uh, and then it talks about if these um, if these predictions come true, then uh, humans will be immortal. But um, I don't I, I don't necessarily think this is the only possibility for humanity. There are things that are being ignored. Um, I don't know about you, but I I don't really feel I need to be uploaded into a computer. And I don't think that's all of what is possible with humanity. And basically, videos like this with Will Smith, uh, although, of course, um, you know, some people wonder, is he in the Illuminati or what is the Illuminati and, and all this other stuff. But it really is an effort, I think, to normalize this whole AI thing. They're giving AI citizenship in Saudi Arabia. And ultimately, you have to wonder, do you want to be working for the machines? Because that's kind of where things are going right now. And do you want to eliminate humanity and become a machine? machine? Some people think transhumanism is the only possibility for humanity. But there are so many things that are suppressed that we can do, like the Qigong hospitals in China that treated 200,000 people. I'm just going to Google it now, right? So, um, hospital, China, here we go. And Chile, Chile, I think, I don't know how to pronounce that. World's largest medicineless hospital. Um, and they treated 200,000 people. They had 20 Western doctors there using Qigong. They treated uh, cancer, diabetes, arthritis, heart disease. Many of the de- diseases were incurable. They had, again, Western doctors there as well. China shut this hospital down. They have videos of this stuff. Um, It was a scientific uh, place. They used energy medicine, which is Qigong. That's basically channeling the energy of harmony and love uh, in specific ways to other people, from people, to, to heal things. And basically, the people end up healing themselves um, even if it's using the the energy direction of somebody else, it's kind of like Reiki, R-E-I-K-I. But this stuff is very real, and it's being suppressed. And there's a lot of other technology that we are aware, uh, excuse me, that we are capable of using consciousness that actually does not have to uh, be something where we're uploaded into a machine. And who's controlling the machine? Because there are, there are either going to be robots or some sort of um, agenda that we might not agree with that they make this sound great and then you, you're not really in control of it. So uh, there are other alternatives available and I just think that we need to be aware of it when we see these videos. I actually heard a Geico commercial, the insurance company, the other day saying something about we can't, you know, you can't change your DNA, which actually is actually not true in my opinion. Um, But if you become half cyborg, that's cool. And this is selling car insurance on the radio. And they're making like laser sounds, like you're shooting lasers out of your eyes. And they try to make it cute and funny to become half cyborg. And other places having chipping parties. If you Google uh, chipping party, Wisconsin, where people in Wisconsin at a certain company, they had a Wisconsin company holds chip party to microchip workers. Some people call this the mark of the beast. This is sort of, you know, Elon Musk has said AI is kind of like summoning the demon or satanic 
and the mark of the beast from the Bible. And it's really just a control mechanism. Is it evil or not? I'm not sure. But you don't need to be uh, part of a machine and a controlled hive mind. Uh, I think our government and all of us have a long way to go with trust, right? And revealing the actual agendas, like where our $20 trillion went that the Pentagon can't account for and things like that. So just something to keep in mind. Let us know your comments. Believe.love is our website or youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. And we can forgive this these people and you know send love to them and everything else. But it's okay to be aware of the agendas going on. And it's okay to want a different agenda and to present different agendas to these people, to celebrities and you know, we don't have to say that maybe they're evil, but we can present different agendas to the head of Google engineering and to Will Smith and everybody else and, you know, just kind of offer them a different path as well through love and exploring the technology that's already within you. So I'm Nicholas Upchurch. Leave your comments. I look forward to it and we'll speak again soon. In world news, a very important event has occurred, and I want to play this video now from President Trump. We're knocking the hell out of ISIS. We'll be coming out of Syria, like, very soon. Let the other people take care of it now. Very soon. Very soon we're coming out. We're going to have 100 percent of the caliphate, as they call it, sometimes referred to as land. We're taking it all back quickly, quickly. Uh, but we're going to be coming out of there real soon. I love that. I love that. President Trump has announced, he's telling his advisors, and obviously he's telling all of us Americans, Trump tells advisors he wants U.S. out of Syria, senior officials. Trump ordered the State Department to freeze more than $200 million in funds for recovery efforts in Syria. Although uh, a lot of the quote-unquote mainstream media is saying he's freezing the funds for recovery efforts in Syria, it's really about war and spending money on war. And I applaud this because, as many people have said, uh, Trump may be continuing the policies of Bush and Obama by knocking off Iran, North Korea, and also uh, Syria and the council, I believe the, a report by was it the Council of Foreign Relations before 9-11? And there was a report where the U.S. was going to take out so many countries in the Middle East, and many of them were uh, taken out probably to install a central bank in Libya, Iraq, a variety of, uh, a variety of countries. And, of course, uh, we, need to, we need to get out of the Middle East. And if you recall... Ron Paul was talking about this and blowback in this uh, video here during the, I believe it was the 2012 campaign. My, my point is, is if another country does to us what we do others, we're not going to like it very much. So I would say that maybe we ought to consider a golden rule in, uh, in foreign policy. Don't do to other nations what we don't want to have them do to us. So we, we, endlessly bomb, we endlessly bomb these countries and then we wonder, wonder why they get upset with us and, uh, and, and yet it's, it continues on and on. I mean, uh, this, uh, I, 
This idea, That's time. this idea that we can't debate foreign policy, then all we have to do is start another war? I mean, it's, it's warmongering. They're building up for another war against Iran, and people can't wait to get in another war. This country doesn't need another war. We need to quit the ones we're in. We need to save the money and bring our troops home. So he's basically talking about the golden rule that basically we need to do unto others as we would like done unto us. And basically we need to stop bombing people. No wonder why people are angry with the U.S. and why uh, Islam and radical jihadis are calling for the death of U.S. citizens. And it's because we have bases there. We're, we're bombing them. You know, we killed 500,000 children in Iraq. I've said many times, Madeleine Albright discusses this on 60 Minutes in the late 90s. You can find that on YouTube where she says that it's worth it. And uh, we've, we've done a lot of nonsense, and we spent too much money, as he said. We spent too much money, trillions of dollars on this. And as tough as President Trump has talked, and people are angry, and, you know, this is really the most loving thing that we can do is what he's actually doing. If you see, and even CNN admits that he'll be a great president uh, if he creates peace with North Korea. There's again this tweet um, on March 28th, for years and through many administrations, everyone said that peace and the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula was not even a small possibility. Now there is a good chance that Kim Jong-un will do what is right for his people and for humanity. Look forward to our meeting, meeting with his enemies, talking about peace in situations where even CNN, who's constantly negative about Trump, is uh, saying Aaron Burnett specifically said he would be a great president if he he managed to pull off peace with North Korea. North Korea. And now one of these countries that was on the list of countries that they wanted to take over under Bush and Obama, he's saying, we're pulling out of, we're going to stop spending money, we're getting out of Syria. So uh, President Trump does have to uh, use sort of tough tactics, and he does the rope-a-dope like Muhammad Ali, luring people in and you know, playing a variety of mind games and people maybe don't like his personality, but I applaud this. I think it's very loving and I think anybody would be in support of us not spending hundreds of billions of dollars or trillions of dollars fighting more wars over nonsense and really just installing central banks. So I really think this is great. I'm Nicholas Upchurch. Again, leave your comments, youtube.com forward slash believe loves you or on our website believe.love and check out our podcast believe itunes.com very important news in health and wellness today i have some really exciting stuff for you guys scientists have discovered a way to destroy cancer tumors using nothing but sound waves if you can believe that and i've told you guys before you know, in my opinion, everything in my experience is telling me everything is a frequency. We are a frequency. So this was from naturalnews.com, but it comes out of uh, China. A multi-institutional research team from China developed a semi-enclosed spherical cavity transducer that can produce a focused standing wave field with a sub-wavelength scale focal region and extremely high ultrasound intensity 
Um, and basically what they're saying is a recent breakthrough in high intensity focused ultrasound therapy technology has proven its use as an effective cancer treatment. And uh, they call it IFHU, high intensity focused ultrasound therapy. And so this was really, really amazing. You see another subheadline here. Sound waves prove to be viable cancer treatment in various studies. For instance, uh, researchers at the University College Hospital in London examined 625 men with prostate cancer and found that 93% of patients who went who underwent HIFU alone remained cancer-free at five years following the treatment without requiring surgery or radiotherapy. And this is just really amazing stuff. But I have to tell you that it goes on. It goes on from there. This article is really cool from naturalnews.com. The Spooky 2 and Dr. Royal Rife, he was working on this at USC a long, long time ago, you know, a hundred years ago, and his information was suppressed. If you look up Dr. Royal Rife, you know, he was working on frequency treatments and connecting things to healing with frequencies, and apparently the story goes that the machines were taken out of doctor's offices all across the country because... Uh, the pharmaceutical industry may have intervened. Of course, are these stories always 100% accurate? You can always read multiple accounts of everything and debunking and everything else. But I can tell you my personal experience with the Spooky 2 machine, here's SpookyNumber2.com. You can actually buy one of these machines. It's basically a Rife machine. On Facebook, there's a Spooky 2 group. You can go to uh, Facebook.com and search for Spooky2 User Group, and uh, there's forums and everything else. But you can get one of these for a couple hundred bucks and actually, you know, be, play with it yourself. Um, there are so many frequencies that uh, help with different things. I've tested it and used it with my mother, who was very skeptical. Uh, she was feeling better the same day. You know, is it going to cure cancer? I can't promise anything. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sort of make those kind of promises. But I can tell you, after extensive testing, even using somebody's fingernail and the remote aspect of the Spooky 2, which is basically this uh, this thing you put your fingernail in, it works on the DNA of the person using frequencies and their fingernail. It's really, really amazing. But what I love about this is mainstream science is now catching up, or maybe they're kind of letting the cat out of the bag and they're letting some of this um, technology that we've had for years, hundreds of years probably, or at least 100 years, come to the light, you know, and that sound and frequencies can be used to treat cancer and that it's now being used in, in Europe and in China. Here's another one. Another sound wave innovation to watch out for. This is part of the same article. Researchers at the University of Alberta in Canada have developed a new technique that uses focused sound waves to activate minute particles known as nano droplets. According to researchers, the new technique was as accurate as using needles and biopsy. And they say, with a little bit of ultrasound energy, nano droplets phase change into micro bubbles. That's important because ultrasound can really oscillate these micro bubbles. The micro bubbles absorb uh, the ultrasound energy and act like boxing gloves to punch the tumor cells and knock little ves vesicles off. 
That led us to detect some genes that were indicative of the aggressiveness of the tumor. That's potentially very powerful. You can get a genetic characterization of the tumor, but do it relatively non-invasively. So the bottom line is sound is being used and frequencies are being used to treat cancer. And really, in my opinion, it's about, uh, well, they're using it to eradicate cancer cells, but also we can use it to harmonize our body. And when you when you look into the Spooky 2, the software is free to download. There are frequencies that basically kill things and then frequencies that heal things. And uh, you'll also look at the work of Dr. Hulda Clark. And she has a lot of great work on cleansing with uh, frequencies as well and cleansing parasites and things like that using frequencies. So this is really next generation stuff, but it really has been around for so long. So you have to support the people talking about this. And there's so much else that we already have. And it's really been about money. So watch our video also, uh, The Money Trap at believe.love. That's our website and youtube.com forward slash believe loves you. And of course, our podcast, believeitunes.com. I'm Nicholas Upchurch. I hope this helps. We want you healthy, happy, and we want you feeling rich, full of life. And I look forward to telling you more soon and, and being with you again. Thanks a lot.